it it might be a bit rocky of a show for me today. Oh yeah. I'm uh uh just coming off of of having covid and oh. uh my my voice is is mostly back. A couple days ago I couldn't speak at all. Um but I do have this very persistent and annoying cough. So it's a oh, good thing no. I just installed the cough button. It's a very good thing you've got the cough button. I thought it was just uh-huh. your morning voice, but the morning voice that's here to stay, hey? Uh, yeah, it's probably a little bit of a mix this morning. But <laughs> How's the rest of COVID for you? Uh, you know, it, it hit me pretty bad. Uh, it's been almost two weeks now. So the start of last week um, it hit me pretty bad with like pretty severe flu symptoms. I was just like generally knocked out spent about a week moving between uh my bed and the couch and uh uh the floor of the bathroom depending on how i was feeling oh no um, that sounds really bad yeah but i got over that i lost my sense of taste for a couple days it's mostly back now uh but still i f- everything still feels like maybe it's a little muted in terms of flavor mm. uh but for the most part, I feel fine. It's just that my voice isn't back and I've still got this cough. Well, sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was bound to happen. I'm lucky to have made it as long as I have without having COVID. Yeah. So that was your first bout. That's that's uh, good going. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, this is the first time. My You did have it go through my, your family early on, didn't you? And you weren't really sure if you had it or not. Right. I never got specifically sick. I just assumed that I had it at the same time because everyone else was sick. Uh, but I never got any symptoms. And I was very recently off of the vaccines. So when they were most effective, um, mm, of course, handy. now sev- several, many months later, they've their effectiveness have worn off. So that's not, mm. not as helpful. Nope. But on the bathroom floor, I haven't heard people have it that bad. What were you doing on the floor? <laughs> uh, well, I was throwing up, James. Oh, really? I didn't mm-hmm. even know that was a side effect. Well, it affects everyone a little differently. Maybe it was just me. Maybe you had food poisoning at the same time. Maybe. I did have the luck of... I uh, started getting sick the the day after Christmas. I was going to ask, yeah, how did it impact Christmas? Yeah, so I made it. I made it through the holidays... Uh, just barely. In fact, with, with the way like having split households works is my daughter's out of school for two weeks and I had her for the first week and her mom had her for the second week. So I actually made it through my entire week with her and then got sick immediately the next day. (laughs) Your body gave up after that week long effort. Right. (laughs) So I got to do all of my planned holiday stuff and to interfere with that so that's at least nice and since then you've just been suffering through the holiday season what's your like holiday season because for me this is kind of the last weekend of holidays now and then monday i'm back at work the day this show will go out oh really uh i'd say the last two weeks of the year basically nothing happens but as as of like the second of the year, I've you know I've been fully back in the swing of work. Yeah, I probably would 
if I could, but my office just closes, so there's no work to go to. Well, I don't so, actually go to the office, but you know what I mean. No one else. Your is office is, is closed for, for how long? Uh, so from Christmas Eve or the day before. I can't remember where it fell exactly. Uh, so mm-hmm. 23rd, 24th until the 9th of January. Everything is closed. The doors are locked. Wow. That's a nice break. Hmm. Except it eats into your annual leave and you have no choice. So <laughs> of your four oh. weeks, uh, that amount is gone every year just because they say so. So a lot of people also yeah. don't like it because they would prefer just to work. Like we have non-Christians working for us, you know, who don't celebrate Christmas, but they're forced to take the break. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's odd that it pulls from your leave. My my company is instituting kind of a similar policy. Starting this year, we have what they're calling a winter break, which is like two weeks of the offices are going to be closed. Um, but that doesn't eat into our personal time to do that. Oh, that is good. So we we also have unlimited time off. So it uh, mm, yep. eating into personal time doesn't have a meaning at my company. Yep, we've been over this unlimited time uh-huh. off. <laughs> yep, interesting concept. So, not not to to completely rehash it, but I don't I don't know how much we covered it in the past, but uh. You know, unlimited, I think, is generally can be dangerous because people are afraid to take advantage of it. Um, but I really appreciate the way my company does it with uh, it's unlimited with a, like a minimum. You have to take at least 20 days off a year. So mm, that does sound good. Yeah. Do you get paid for the time that you take off? Yeah, it's unlimited paid time off. Yeah. OK, cool. Just checking. Well, um. I know what sort of baby I'm having now, as of yesterday. It seems like it's too early for that. I can't believe you know already. Mm, yeah, well, just yesterday. All right. Tell me the big news. You want to have a guess? Well, uh, for your boys. sake, I really hope it's a girl. Um, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. A boy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm three boys. It's eh, still exciting. Yep. No, it'll be good. Do you have a... Any thoughts on names yet? Uh, yeah, we do have a name. Uh, not sure if we're going fully public with it yet, so maybe okay. I'll tell you off air. I don't know. Yeah, we wouldn't want our one listener to hear as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Do you want to have a guess I, at the uh, name? That'd be tough for you. <laughs> I'm basically doing family names, but... You're not familiar so, with my extended family <laughs> too much. All right. So it's a, a baby, na- another name pulled from someone in your family. That's right. I'm just going to pull up your Facebook profile and, and pick a random friend. And we'll see what happens here. <laughs> Who's the first person? Uh, to- if I if I type Vandermosel in the, in the friend list, will that help me narrow it down? Or is it not a Vandermosel name? Uh, oh, I can't even tell you <laughs> any further. <laughs> Look, you can't. Okay. <laughs> is it Philip? <laughs> that is an incredible guess because we have two names and it was going to be blah, blah, or Philip. Amazing that you Ooh. picked that, but it's not going to be Philip. But I'm. Okay. So Mako then. 
<laughs> Mako. <laughs> Mako means uh, shark in the Solomon Islands, and that's where he got his name from. Ah, his nickname, okay. at least. His name is Andrew. But anyway, let's stop this game. <laughs> can't say any more. <laughs> I'm doing too good at this. Okay. Yeah, amazing you picked Philip straight up. There, you have very few Vandermosels in your friend list. It wasn't it wasn't that special of a guess. Oh, really? Okay. There's like maybe maybe a dozen. Yeah, right. They're not all on Facebook, I suppose. All right. I, I finally... Uh, I broke down. I I took my phone's case off. Oh, I don't I don't know what the uh, inciting incident was. Actually, I think it was a a post I had had read on on Mastodon or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even tell you who it was anymore. It was a couple weeks ago. Someone was was talking about how much nicer their phone felt without a case on. They can't imagine putting a a case on an iPhone. And I was like, I remember when I was that person and, and I took my case off just, just to, uh, remind myself what it felt like and really experienced it for the first time. Cause I had a case on my iPhone, you know, basically from the start with the 14 pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not previous phones, right? Right. Yeah. Not previous phones. Yeah. Uh, I took the case off and, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to put it back on. It's so much nicer. <laughs> don't you find it quite slippery though that's almost as big a reason as protecting the phone for me now it's i find them so slippery i've i've heard that comment a lot online so many people complain about iphone being slippery but it's never been a problem for me like like in what situation is the iphone being slippery uh, affecting you it just feels less sure in my hands. It feels like mm. I have to baby it. Like uh, I'm just going to put it in my pocket. Oh, I'd better do that carefully because I'd hate for it to just slip as, you know, it catches on the corner of the pocket and then hits the ground naked, but first. I, I did that on like day one with my iPhone 5. It fell right out of my hand onto concrete. Oh. Um, I don't know. It, it's just not something I've ever concerned myself with. Like, I notice it feels slipperier, sure, but it's like a premium slip, you know? <laughs> it, feel, it feels good in the hand. It just slides right on in. <laughs> That's the, yeah. Um, and I still have my tempered glass screen protector on it. Yeah, um, I don't know how you can do that. I know you've got, like, the, the good one. I just hate screen protectors far more than I had a case. Well, maybe it's it's the same as the case situation where, like, if I peeled it off, I couldn't bring myself to put another one on. But, you know, it's a nice tempered glass one, so it just feels like I'm touching the screen. And I don't know what... If it's there, then yeah. it's fine. It may as well not be there. And I really can't. There was, with the iPhone 12, when they switched to flat-sided phones... There was a year where screen protectors had like an adjustment period and there was kind of a rough edge where if you caught the edge you could feel that's a little sharp. But I'm I'm not noticing that as much with with this one. I've got to like go out of my way to try to notice the edge of the screen protector. 
Yeah, you have to put me on. Or why don't you? Um, do you remember the name of it or something? Just so I can record it for posterity. Yeah, I think I'm using the D brand tempered glass mm, screen protector. That's right. Yeah. And the nice thing about the D brand one is it, you know, they send you a couple. So if this one ever gets scratched up or damaged, I have a backup already. Perfect. I guess it makes a difference having Apple Care as well, doesn't it? Apple Care Plus. It gives you uh, yeah. a bit of surety. Yeah, if 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 I drop my phone, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's if anything, it's an excuse to go to the Apple store. <laughs> like I should have done with those stupid AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> I I had another um, exchange experience. If you want to hear another okay. short story, it's not Apple related sure. at all. But okay, it's it's a bad story. So my um, my camera started acting up at a um, at a wedding. Of course, I had a backup with me, but uh, so I had to send it off to the Fujifilm Repair Center. Send it off mm-hmm. like the second week of November. Um, they get it, you know, half a week later, it's going to be $700 to fix it. Okay. I'll eat that. That's a bit of a pain, but I'll eat it to fix it. Um, sits with them for like two weeks. I mean, they're just replacing a part. They're not doing a repair. Sits with them for two weeks, no action. So I call up and say, you know, what's happening? They said, oh yeah, it's next on the bench. Of course. What rubbish. Two hours later, I get like a job complete. Here's your tracking number. We've sent it back to you. Okay. That was like the start of December. Camera just oh, no. seemingly goes missing until yesterday. So, start of December until yesterday, mm-hmm. it turns up. And, of course, I'm ecstatic because uh, I actually had a, a job to do this morning. So, I really could have could use it. Open it up and they've sent it back with the faulty part still attached to it instead of the new part, which I paid $700 for. What? <laughs> I, of course, went apeshit on the email. You know, Friday night already, it was it was closed. I couldn't call them, but mm-hmm. probably for the best. Uh, I've just had such a, a terrible run of uh, <laughs> repairs recently with the AirPods and now the camera. So you called and asked for an update, and they're just like, we're just going to ship it back to this guy. Yeah, right? Paid his paid his money. Calls mm-hmm. us up to annoy us two weeks later. <laughs> Let's just send him back the crap he sent in. So what happened to the the camera in the post? Like, what did the tracking information say for the last month? It had, like, lodged, start of December, and then twice in the in-between time, it just updated at, like... 12.00, shipping delayed. So, of course, it was just like an automated mm. oh, quick chuck something in the tracking to placate the customer. But no, like, no, nothing genuine until on board for delivery six mm. weeks later. It's it's kind of just that season where mail takes longer. Mm. But, I mean, when you're sending around, like, multi-thousand dollar cameras, you you, know, like you send it good, you send it express post or in a courier, or you don't just like chuck it in Australia post and hope for the best. Like this is a worldwide company, this is Fuji film. Mm, maybe they did replace the part and it got damaged in the mail. 
No, no, it had the exact same wear markings as I sent to them, so... Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would have possibly been worse. Man, so they're gonna, so you're going to have to ship it all the way back. You're going to be without your, your camera again for another month at least, and then maybe they'll replace the part. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that bad. When I sent it to them, I didn't know exactly what the problem was, but it turned out the problem was on a removable piece of the camera, and the camera is basically usable without that piece. So now oh, I okay. can just send off that removable piece, thankfully. Yeah, hopefully they don't give you a hard time about it. Yep. I'll let you know on Monday morning. Too bad there's no Fujifilm stores to just go into. Talk yeah. to a Fujifilm genius. Yep. Nothing of the sort. So were you able to do your uh, your gig today without your camera? I did it with the camera in like the gimped form. Oh, it's the viewfinder that's broken, so it still has an LCD. So, oh, okay. Um, it, it was incredibly difficult because it was a very bright day, and it's you know difficult to see an LCD, especially to get like so- something in focus um, under the bright mm-hmm. sun. But I got it done. It was all right. I'm happy with the shots. I had a, a Fujifilm camera enter my household in the last few weeks as well. What? Go on. What? I love camera talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, this this is great. It's it is a um Christmas present that my brother got for for my daughter. It's one of those uh Fujifilm Instax cameras like the Polaroid style oh, prints the yeah. ca- picture. I was just so. printing Instax today. I love Instax. Oh, yeah. Um she she loves it as well and the I guess the problem with the 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 Polaroid style cameras is that the gimmick is so appealing that she doesn't want to wait to find something interesting to take a picture of. So we have like a picture of the laundry room that she's printed <laughs> out and put in her little photo album. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it, it's a fun toy, but it's, it's, uh, uh, the gift that keeps on giving in terms of never ending expenses. <laughs> the film is so expensive. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, at least try and buy it like on special in the 60 packs uh, so then you get it down to like your money probably like 40 50 cents a sheet instead of a dollar a sheet yeah i i um that was one of the first things i did uh getting home from family christmas and she'd gotten that cameras i went on amazon and i bought like a bulk pack of the, <laughs> the instax and it's like they're stuck up in a cabinet and it's like, you've you got to do like some chores to earn your next, uh, I don't know what they're called, like your block of photos. Yep. <laughs> oh, nice taxi. So, uh-huh. So, uh, otherwise they'd be all gone already. Instax are a real hit at uh, the gigs that I do. So, because I have like Fujifilm digital cameras, they have like built-in Instax uh, connectivity features so I've actually just got an Instax printer so you just load the exact same film into the printer uh, and then you know you type the code of the printer into the camera and just you know so you know shoot some portraits of some people and then while they eat dinner go and print off a bunch of Instax and hand them out always oh, goes cool. down a treat so you say things like you do this like weddings and stuff yeah that would be at a wedding for example yeah yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of 
Christmas gifts. Uh, the iPad was it was a big hit. Excellent. That's the iPad um, Mini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the new iPad Mini. Uh, surprisingly, her immediate take wasn't like that. That she can get rid of her old iPad Mini and iPod that that don't do anything anymore, mm-hmm. or or don't run her apps well. She wanted to keep them all and uh, have specific uses for them. I'm like this one does everything and it's better. And she's like, no, I need all of them. <laughs> How cute. So so she sounds just like me. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, alongside the iPad, she got the the uh, the Osmo uh, programming educational kit, and I I've been really really impressed with. Uh, how much she's enjoyed doing those activities and, and how quickly she's picked up on it and uh, how far she's gotten in the program already. Uh, you know, it's got uh, physical blocks that you can arrange, like instructions for this on-screen character. Like there's like move forward and jump and there's there's like loop commands and uh, you can record and play back commands and and she she's gotten the hang of it really quickly and she's building out like complex you know dozen step commands all at once and and running them and so yeah and she's enjoying it so i'm i think that was a it was a hit i think is a good investment especially with the osmo is so much more than just programming you can now that i have the base like the stand and the, and the mirror that clamps to the top of the iPad so the front-facing camera can view the table. Um, there's a lot of accessories you can get with it. Uh, so I'll probably be exploring other Osmo options in the future. Like they have one I know that's it's basically a whiteboard that you can draw pictures on and then the, the picture like comes to life and animates on the iPad. and mm-hmm. So lots of neat toys in, in that genre. Uh, and then the other accessory I got to go with her new iPad was a, a Sphero, which is the little remote control ball that you can run with an app on the iPad, mm, uh, which yeah. which I also picked up in the vein of there's like educational programming kind of things you can do with a Sphero. Um, but, but that one has not been as popular. I think it's a little more high level. Uh, like as far as how you program it, it's very similar to Osmo, but it's all on screen. You lay out these these move forward, move backward steps. Mm-hmm. But anything outside of those those basic steps, um, there's it, it's it's geared more towards educators. Like you got to have an educator account, and then I've got to enroll her as a student, and I've got to assign her lessons. Uh, right, uh, and it's uh, it's too tedious for her to just pick up and do on her own. I've got to be a lot more involved. Um, so we haven't explored the more advanced educational stuff with that yet, but she likes the toy enough as it is to roll it around the house and knock over the cones it came with and things like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Doing that with the iPad. Right. Yeah. The iPad's the remote for it. Yeah. Cool. So could so, you just use it as like a remote control toy without going through the programming steps? Yeah. Yeah, that's what she's mostly been doing. It's got a lot of gimmicky controls. 
Like it's got like maybe a half dozen different control options. It has it has the basic like you just like swipe your finger in the direction you want the ball to go. Mm-hmm. It's got like a microphone activated one where you still swipe in the direction you want to go, but you got to yell into your microphone for it to roll and it stops moving every time you stop yelling. Um, <laughs> Gosh. It's it's got a um, a gyroscope one where you tilt the iPad to make the ball roll. Ooh, it's got one where you flick good. the screen like you're kicking a soccer ball. Um, so it seems like they just like explored every option for controlling it and threw it in this app. That sounds very fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, fun toy. Hannah's got a remote control car for Christmas as well. Hasn't stopped playing with it. Not quite as high tech. Just the, uh, the simple radio control thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like a like a a small indoor toy or one of those big like a bigger outdoor kind of getting over no it's, dirt it's a, and stuff an, an outdoor toy uh, sorry an indoor one yeah just a little one it's got tracks uh, just two tracks and then a stick for each track forward and back nothing fancy but of course now I'm like uh, okay hmm now I need something with like a bit more torque and bigger wheels to take outdoors yeah yeah those are fun yeah. I have in a box somewhere that I still need to, to get out and play with someday. Um, the, the IRL Mario Kart. Have you, have you seen those? No, never even heard of it. It, it, it was a, it was a game for the switch that came out a couple years ago, but it's a physical RC car. And it looks like, mm-hmm. you know, Mario, Mario in a go-kart. Um, and you can set up these, uh, markers around your house and then, you control it with a Nintendo switch and the, the cart has a camera in it. So you see th- like a first person view of your cart and it puts AI racers on this track and you're racing the cart, like on a Mario Kart race against AI racers on a track that you've built in your own house. What? That is insane. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And have you tried it and boxed it up? No, I haven't opened the box. Tried it? That, that's my problem with, um, Nintendo Switch stuff. I I got the Switch on launch day and uh, have purchased pretty much every game that's come out in the last, I guess right, like five years now that seemed interesting for it, um, but have not opened most of them. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Oh, is this the link you've sent me? All right, let's have a look. Yeah. Uh, Only $100. Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. So that's got a car in the roll hoop. Uh, uh, a camera in the roll hoop. Awesome. Mm. So the problem five years ago when I was buying a bunch of Switch games is that um, like Elizabeth was too little to get enjoyment out of them. Mm-hmm. And so if I didn't have time to play with them, then they're just going to sit unopened. Um but she's getting big enough now. I need to like revisit these and start pulling stuff out because, you know, like a remote control car, I think that's a toy she could get a kick out of as a seven-year-old and have control over, you know, that a three-year-old wouldn't have had figured out. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, time to start playing some games. Yeah, for sure. Oh, this looks so cool. This is right up my alley, this sort of thing. Pity I don't have a Switch. Put me on a very sure expensive can... course of uh, investigation here, David. 
<laughs> they're they're five years old. I think they're getting replaced in the next year or two with a next gen console. You could pick one up for for not much these days, I imagine. Oh, really? Didn't they just come out with an OLED one there last year? I mean, yeah, they updated the screen, but like the actual hardware of the console is the same, so it can't play any, mm. any new games, you know. Yeah. Okay. And the the screen never appealed to me because I I play it hundred percent docked. Ah, speaking of playing games, so I've got this computer mm-hmm. here. All mm-hmm. it does now is play games. It every other task has been removed from this PC and migrated back to the Mac. The and, same uh, slow old Mac, or did you get a new <laughs> Mac? <laughs> no, it's the same old Mac. I'm not calling it slow. It's sitting right here next okay. to me. It <laughs> <laughs> hurt his feelings. Yeah. Uh, it was a mistake. I truly regret spending money on a PC now. What happened? I was, spo- I was supposed to make my life so much faster. Well, my, my computing life so much faster, but I don't know. I've, I've just spent so many, I've dumped so many hours into trying to get things to work on the PC it's been just a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Lightroom was the big one because Lightroom was is fairly slow on the MacBook. It's possibly even slower on a brand new PC. Lightroom just seems to be, by comparison, incredible on Mac OS. <laughs> it just it runs so badly on Windows and particularly Windows 11. After quite a lot of troubleshooting some suggestions were go back to Windows 10. And in fact, it does run a lot better on Windows 10 than Windows 11, which is a pain. Um, okay. Because I don't want to be stuck on an old OS, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by comparison, it still ran better on Mac OS on, a, on 10-year-old hardware. So uh, that task of doing photos was removed from the PC, uh, put back on the Mac. Um, and this is Lightroom Classic? This is Lightroom Classic, yeah. Okay. Which is still, like, the top software for photography. I know Lightroom, right. mobile or whatever it's called, is, like, the more modern architecture, but I don't think you'll find many serious or working photographers who use the non-classic version, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the new Lightroom. Um, and... How did, how did that, doing the show on the on the new computer go? That actually went okay, except when I tried to put chapters in the file, and apparently this is just there's no software for Windows that lets you add chapters to an MP3 file. I really? should have just moved the MP3 to the Mac and done it, but for some reason I wasn't thinking of that at the time. So last show I had no chapters. Yeah, amazing. And the very latest bit of fun with the PC is that uh, this was just two days ago. It uh, it had been running, you know, as a computer, just doing computer mm-hmm. things for a few weeks. And then it said, uh, I need to do a Windows update. Uh, did the Windows update, rebooted, blue screen of death. And I've not been able to recover from that blue screen of death yet. So oh, no. it's, uh, it's actually just unplugged and on a desk behind me now doing nothing. So... That has been my foray into Windows and PCs after 10 years, and it was truly disappointing. Mm. And now you've learned your lesson. Learned my lesson. 
I almost want to break it down into parts, sell it, and get that Mac Mini that I should have just waited nine days for, whatever it was. Now you just got to wait a little longer. There's rumors that the M2 Mac Mini is going to be announced sometime in the spring. Mm, yep. That'll be worth the wait. Yeah, might as well get the best. So blue screen, you can't even play your your uh, VR racing sims on there. <laughs> can't even play the games I don't really want to play anyway. I don't really like <laughs> I th- playing games. <laughs> I thought you were going to get a whole like controller and everything so you could do your sims on there. Yeah, I've got it all. Well, I'm still just, I've got a wheel that I'm borrowing, but besides that, mm. I've got everything else. Yeah, it's fun, but... I, I like doing it as a, like a social activity, but I don't just like sitting here at night playing VR racing. What What is a social way to do that? You're both playing together or one person's watching the other one play? <laughs> uh, the, the way we typically do it is, yeah, one person is watching the other person play and it would be like, okay, you've set a time at, on this track and then the other person you know, takes the wheel and has to be that time. And then, you know, you slowly work to, you've got the best time possible. And then you might do a race each, something like that. So yeah, it's oh, not okay. co-op because, uh, yeah, in the past we've been at the, at the, in the same place with only one set of equipment, mm-hmm. but that's good fun. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my VR PC has, has not managed to be, set back up since moving into this this house oh, and that uh, time is almost a year ago along. <laughs> the last couple times i've moved you know i've i've barely forced myself to set it up just just for the sake of i own this it should be set up in case i ever want to play it um but really i have no interest in vr stuff the honeymoon's <laughs> worn off <laughs> yeah and often I feel when I'm doing VR racing, ah, the graphics would just be so much better if I was looking at a screen. Oh, really? Mm. I, I do... I, I didn't super get into the racing sim stuff, but I, I did find that the controls felt more natural for some reason in VR. Like, it felt more like driving. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But it's almost not worth the trade-off. Yeah. Yeah, when you can't read any text, uh, that's always a a big bummer. Uh, The other thing I gave a crack, though, in VR and PC world uh, was Microsoft Flight Simulator. That is a bit of fun. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not like a serious flight simulator person, but um, just with the Quest 2 controllers. A little bit frustrating because mm-hmm. there's a lot of keyboard keyboard use in a flight simulator. Um, but you can like grab at the levers and stuff in the virtual cockpit with the Quest controllers, which is fun. Uh, and yeah, crash a lot of, a lot of planes. <laughs> you fly over your house? No, I didn't do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be the first thing I'd do is I want to go see my house. Uh, again, the graphics are just so poor in VR compared to on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt like oh. I was missing out on the experience almost doing it in VR, despite the novelty of it. 
You ever try like the the Beat Saber games? Yes, I do like a good Beat Saber. Yeah, that's that's still like in my mind the best example of a good VR game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, well, we have reached a milestone. I can't. I can't believe it's already been five years. It uh, has gone very quickly. Thank you for being here with me all this time. Yeah, th- thank you for 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 reaching out uh, across the world. It was five <laughs> years ago, and, and setting this up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and we and we've gotten the opportunity to to talk with with uh, some pretty neat people along the way. Yeah, um, some like some names. We've talked with names. It still sounds <laughs> surreal when I like think, "Oh yeah, we had a podcast with Renee Ritchie." <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The who who's gone on to be a YouTube partner rep now? Have you have mm. you seen his career changes? Creator liaison. Yeah, creator liaison. That's right. So he's he's a big wig now. Yep. Not that he wasn't before, because, you know, he started these companies and then had a massive YouTube channel himself and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's been a big name for a long time. So he was, he's an exciting one to get on the show. All of our guests have been exciting ones. Our, yeah. our regular relationship with, with Christian is, has been great. Um, and then, you know, Guy Rambo is a, is a big name to get on the show, too. I'm still yeah, impressed. True. We've got to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and Will, who who is has gone on to do some cool things. I I use his Pestle app as as my cooking app now. Oh, really? I haven't been following Will. So he's got a cooking app. Good he he's gone all in on a on a cooking app. Um, it's got some very nice quality of life things in it uh it's got the ability to import recipes from basically any method so if you've got a cookbook you can use the camera to scan in the recipe and it breaks it down into these are the list of ingredients and these are the steps um you can give it a url of you know one of those websites it's like a story for the first two pages and then the recipe at the end and it'll parse all of that and break it down to ingredients and steps and (laughs) get rid of all the fluff oh the story um, it's, it's got voice control, which, which sounded gimmicky, but has really nice, um, like, uh, Elizabeth and I did a lot of Christmas baking for the neighbors, mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago and being able to put my iPhone on a MagSafe stand and being able to have it like go to the next step automatically just by like giving it a, a voice control instruction instead of having to reach up and touch my phone with dirty hands. It was really nice. Um, it's got uh, dynamic island support and live activities, so you can keep an eye on a uh, ongoing uh, recipe, even from the lock screen. <laughs> um, so he's he's put a lot of work into it. I have downloaded it as you were speaking. Uh, Punya's gone on to work for Apple. Really nice. 
Yeah, he's a design prototyper at Apple. That's uh, so. Apunya Chatterjee. Uh huh. So, so we we've got one person at least that we know inside of Apple. <laughs> Are those all the guests we've had? Um, it could be. It feels like we have more, but it might be because Christian comes back, you know, at least once a year. Mm-hmm. I think it might be. I feel really bad if we forgot someone now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, rack your brain. Yeah. Five years is a long time to remember back. Yeah, true. I mean, they're not guests, but I think it's worth calling out, you know, the original other hosts of the show, David and Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what, the, what they've gone on to do specifically. Um, uh, but I know David's had at least some success cause he was a guest on an, on another podcast talking about, I think it was Kubernetes a couple of years ago. Huh? Cool. Yeah. Whatever that is. Um, yeah. De- development. Uh, technology that I am not versed enough in to even give a high level. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I should, because it's very popular these days, but not something I work with. Um, let's see. I'm trying to scroll back through the show titles to see if there's anything else. Oh, you know what? I don't have to scroll back through show titles because... If you go to our YouTube channel, every episode with a guest is in its own playlist. Ah, oh, very clever. Mm-hmm. I just got to find our YouTube channel. Oh, actually, that is also easy because we have the new... Um, vanity URL. Yeah, vanity URL. I don't remember the, the route to it, though. <laughs> like, you have to put an ad or something in there? I don't know. <laughs> not as good as doing this on the fly. Found found the channel. All right, playlists. playlists. Guest episodes. Guest episodes. Will Bishop. Damn it. Christian Seelig. Punya Chatterjee. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Rambo. Christian, Renee, Christian, Christian. No, that's it. We got them all. All right, great job. Nice. Also worth calling out, uh, even though... Oh, you got to put the at sign. So it's youtube.com forward slash at blue bubble pod. Okay. Good to know. Um, That's weird. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Weird having an at sign in a URL. I agree. Uh, worth worth mentioning too, despite name changes over the years or name change over the years and our, our less prominent feature of uh, the r slash apple subreddit we are still officially like the podcast of the r slash apple <laughs> subreddit like we're still linked in the sidebar still in the sidebar so for all all the good it does us to be to be there you can still find us that way i'd be surprised if we got a click a month out of that yeah no one checks sidebars nope so listenership was higher back when we got a sticky post every time mm. a new episode released in the subreddit. Yep. But 
engagement wasn't any higher. Like we didn't get very many comments on that post besides the one argument I got in that one time with a guy about you're stealing the subreddit's name by, by being called r slash Apple show. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I don't know how, how beneficial it actually, actually was to us to, to, to be there anyway. Um, because who knows how many of those listeners were more just like, um, like crawler bots or something clicking on links. Mm, oh, right. Yeah. I hadn't considered that. Or just right. very casual drive by listeners. So I, I didn't bring any, um, <laughs> I don't, I didn't bring any wood things for you for our wood anniversary. <laughs> Are you sure? Have you checked? <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. I didn't bring you anything either. Are are we going to still try to do the giveaway thing? Well, didn't have much of a response to it. Probably the wrong time of year to do a giveaway or to do any sort of uh, engagement sort of thing. But um, I think it's only fair that um, crazy techno... Uh, should be the recipient of uh, the air tags. O- only fair, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the comment, Crazy Techno. I'm glad we make your commute more bearable, and an original listener as well. Very respectable. Yeah, listener since day one. What is? Does that mean he found us through? Th- I mean, maybe that means he found us through the subreddit. I don't know how else he would have since day one. Um. Say he don't know that uh, they <laughs> found us <laughs> so right since day one. Um, I'm just going off of it statistically based on our listenership metrics. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you, they've uh, in, endured a lot of um, not so good episodes and and still made it to our just you know kind of okay episodes days. So thanks for sticking with us. All the editing though was perfect throughout the run. From, from episode one. Hmm. Yeah. My uh, did... my audio was not though. <laughs> We've come a long way. Mm-hmm. How was our first episode uh, publicized? Was it on the Apple subreddit? It was, but it wasn't a sticky. It was just a post that uh, that you put on the subreddit. We didn't like start a... getting. S- Stickied until like episode 15, I think. Oh, okay. Which uh, I'm very impressed by because that seems way too early. It's like, we've made 15 podcast episodes, you know. Trust us to be a, a weekly post on your subreddit. Yeah. So, but I guess that represents almost a year of work for us. Yep, true. I, I say work for us, but work for you. I just have to sit and talk for a couple hours <laughs> every couple weeks. <laughs> you work so uh, occasionally like uh put in the 100 episode uh list of clips that was that was quite an effort a year ago Mm -hmm. yeah now you have brought some quality to the lineup of me and you (laughs) 
I appreciate it. Um, any anything else to add on five years, or do we have to talk about Apple Fitness Plus? <laughs> well, do we want to express to Techno how they can win their prize? Are you going to reach out to them? Oh no, they've definitely won it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but I mean, are you going to send I'll a message? Ascertain their location, okay, and address, uh, and various relatives. <laughs> yeah, I'll reach out. Next time we we do, if we do another giveaway, um, it might be more compelling to to have a a finite this is what we're giving away and, and not like enter our drawing for something of air, air tags quality or better. <laughs> I mean, we could just leave it up to to them to to choose their item <laughs> of <laughs> air tag full pack value. I'm easy. Just send an Apple gift card. Yeah, I mean, anything. Yeah. That might actually be the easier way to go, depending on where this person's located, versus mm. shipping air tags. So here's a credit, so you think you can purchase it wherever you are. Mm. Yeah, good call. Yeah, I had to ship a HomePod Mini to the the UK two years ago, and that wasn't too bad. Hmm. So you bought it at the Apple US store and then shipped it. I bought it online and just chose their address as the shipping address and it worked fine. Yeah, but which Apple store were you on? I was I was on the US Apple store, I guess. Uh, maybe I was And they shipped to the UK. I find that difficult to believe. Maybe I did go to I don't know. It's been a couple of years. I don't remember how, but it it wasn't tricky to pull off however I did it. Yeah. I don't imagine it would be tricky. And the AirTags are much smaller as well. That's true. I'm going to set them all up beforehand and then track them as they go. <laughs> I'm going to find your house. I guess you already know the address, so that's not that helpful. <laughs> <Yeah>. So we can talk about Fitness Plus or we can do a return to form and just like scan the r slash Apple subreddit and, and pick the top stories to talk about. <laughs> Look, the Fitness Plus is the only news, as far as I can are you, tell. Are you are you big into kickboxing, or why why is that such big news to you? <laughs> it actually wasn't the kickboxing I was interested in. I'm more interested okay. in this sleep meditation theme because I've been using podcasts to get to sleep mm-hmm. for quite a while, but. As my addiction has grown stronger, is re- I've really narrowed it down to only one podcast now can get me to sleep, which is no such thing as a fish. And really? I'm on my that, that would not put me to third sleep. listen through of the entire catalog. <laughs> so <laughs> I need help, and I and I'm looking at Fitness Plus as that help. Okay, man. Uh, yeah, I would need something a lot calmer than no such thing as a fish to, to fall asleep to i don't know what it is about this podcast but nothing else will do it for me it's anything else will just keep me awake it, 
It bores you to death now. <laughs> it can't be that though. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to get into ASMR, James. Start falling asleep to that. Uh, yeah, someone will be like, "What are you listening to? Can I, can I have the other AirPod?" No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, oh, that reminds me. Last night I was um, I was watching the new uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Okay. Have you seen it by any chance? Uh, it's been out for a little while, right? Because I think I saw it like a couple years ago. Oh, really? No, Maybe I'm thinking was, uh, of a different Pinocchio. There was a live action Pinocchio that came out a couple years ago. This is right? this is stop motion. Oh, no, I haven't seen it then. Okay. Uh, let's see. 2022. Um, yeah, I don't really remember the Pinocchio story, but um, this one is set during World War Two, and it has certain um, elements of World War Two in it. But anyway, uh, so last night, just uh, Yasmin's like, oh, what are you going to watch tonight? I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the new Pinocchio. Uh, 40 minutes later, she like, just like sat down next to me and I just like paused the scene uh, as you know Yasmin's German and I paused the scene and it just so happened mm. that everyone was giving the Hitler salute and Mussolini was standing <laughs> in the middle of it she was like I thought you oh. were watching Pinocchio <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man no but okay. I haven't finished it yet but great movie can highly recommend specifically Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and not the Disney one, the other one that came out recently. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I wasn't even aware there was a new one. Looks like it's on Netflix. Yeah, seems to be. Okay. The one streaming platform I don't have. Ah. You can find it in other places. There are other places. Hit me up <laughs> if you need help. <laughs> Get access to your Plex server. Ah, uh, don't run Plex. I can't imagine how uh, inefficient that would be to stream a Plex server from the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, not great. Yeah. I'll use iCloud Drive instead. Send it to you next month. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so the sleep meditations seem like a wind down before bed thing, not necessarily something you listen to while you're falling asleep. It's a fairly grey line, that area for me. I think if I put it on while I'm in the dark and lying down, Mm -hmm. it may lead to sleep. (laughs) And maybe even get the the claws of the insidious No Such Thing as a Fish podcast out of my brain. So does it just keep playing like all night while you sleep? No, I don't have (laughs) continuous play turned on. That's next level uh, addiction, I think. So it like reaches the end of the episode and stops or you have like a sleep timer set or how does that work? Uh, Yeah, no, I I just use the end of the episode as the sleep timer and I I would rarely reach the end of an episode. Oh, okay. Back in the day, they're about like 30 minutes, but nowadays they're more like an hour episode, but you know, an an hour episode will do me two nights. (laughs) So so you think you... uh, you you must have a ton of trivia just in your head then between <laughs> what you hear just before drifting off and what is is uh influencing your dreams 
I'm sure I do. It's all in my subconscious, though. None of it's in right my here. living consciousness. Occasionally, I spit out a random fact, though. Like, I don't know where that came from. I just know it. Is that what I'm saying to myself? That'd be the assumption if it's coming from your subconscious, right? Ah, uh, yeah, right. I'm uh, very far behind on no such thing as a fish. I'm very far behind on uh, ATP, too, which is like generally my one staple. If I'm up to date on anything, it's that one. All right. Um, I uh, was was given a large, uh, somewhat large, a $250 like, um, learning stipend last year at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was about to expire uh, at the end of the year. So I quickly bought uh, like a couple dozen audiobooks with, with all my my edu- personal development, I think is what it's called, my personal development stipend. Uh, so I've, I'm trying to get through these audiobooks now. So I'm, I'm on that path at the moment. Yeah. What sort of topics did you pick up? Uh, they're all... Uh, or mostly around the concept of like uh, leadership development because uh, uh, okay. I'm kind of new new to the manager leader role. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's where I'm at. I'm currently listening to a book called Death by Meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've there's there's a a couple styles of of professional resource books. There's some that are very much just like, here's the facts. Here's here's what you need to know. This is how you can do better at this one aspect of whatever. Um, and then there's some that try to turn it into a story. Uh, Death by Meeting is one of those that makes it a story. And I am I'm starting to get tired of 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 that genre of of book because <laughs> yep. because there's like this fictional person who works at this fictional corporation who has like oh this this one. Uh, in this case, it's like the son of a, a family friend who who happens to have Tourette's, so he always speaks his mind no matter what, and he just happens to spit nothing but truth the whole time, and I'm learning mm. so much from him. Mm. Um, oh, but you got to get there. through th- three chapters of like, I went to have dinner with my friend, and then the next day I went to work, and then his friend told me, his son told me this, and, and so it's like, just get rid of all of the filler and just tell me whatever you want me to know from this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, some books do it better than others. I thought leadership and self-deception did it okay. Uh, it's the same concepts wrapped in a story, but not as much filler. Um, but this one, not so much. Okay. Good to know what to avoid. Uh-huh. If you're ever wanting, wanting leadership books, now you know. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of, of ATP, I, I did... Um, a f- couple months ago, I I finally subscribed, like became a member of ATP, uh, specifically because I wanted the discount on uh, the chicken hat. I don't know if you're <laughs> you aware have, of the chicken hat. Did you get one? I have a chicken hat. Yeah. Nice. Um, but I uh, have have kept my membership so much. I've kept my membership because I've enjoyed the uh, the unedited version of the podcast so much that I've uh, I started listening to that, and uh, it's at least thirty minutes longer than every other episode than the 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 premium 
edited together ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've enjoyed that. Um, subscribing to a podcast directly in the Apple podcast app is not very fun because I can, I can, I can put the link to the RSS feed in the app and it loads up just fine. Like every other podcast, but 90% of the time when I click on an episode, I get an error message like this episode is not available and I've got to try it a couple times before it plays. And well, in CarPlay, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I've got to like pull over and pull it up on my phone before it'll start playing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I think it's time to change podcast apps because it's not just the like manually RSS added podcasts that do that for me in the Apple Podcasts app. It's like every podcast needs two or three taps to get going. Oh, really? You need to check out Overcast. It's far superior. <sighs> Maybe it's time. I have a hard time bringing myself to that point, but uh, it is annoying. And hopefully if there's one podcast, Overcast is good at playing, it'll be ATP. <laughs> if there's one, it'll be mm-hmm. that. Yep. Guaranteed. Yeah. So it has a CarPlay app, right? It does, yeah. Okay. And it's much better than the pod, the Apple Podcast CarPlay app. Right. It has well, had a, some rocky history, but at the moment it's pretty solid. My car is now like the one place I still listen to podcasts. So that's what's important to me. Um, I can't do audiobooks in the car because I'm trying to take notes as I as I listen and I can't obviously mm. can't do that when I'm driving. So, yeah. I mean, the Overcast CarPlay app has chapter support. Need I say more? Ooh, okay. Uh, that's that's the one problem with my listening to unedited show, though. There's no chapter art. There's no chapters. There's uh, just yeah, like true. finish recording and immediately publish it. Look, if you were a real fan, you would listen live. I can't do live. Why my not? Schedule does not allow. I'm just I'm busy. I'm a busy person. I can only Isn't I can only a- get in my ATP and like. 20 minute chunks. Okay. But wouldn't it be at night your time? Don't they record at night? Like late-ish as well? Yeah, it is somewhat late. I imagine if I specifically structured my schedule around it, I could be available. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure the commitment's quite warranted for a podcast. Yeah. Um, So also a new season of Time to Walk is coming to Fitness Plus. I have not listened to a single one of those yet. I listened to the uh, the like the highlights reel. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like here's a podcast that you're probably not interested in. It's that's the vibe I get from it. So I've just <laughs> put a podcast on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'd rather listen to a podcast when I'm walking. Well, um, yeah. I was only. Ha- I was only half joking, but I, I did skim the Apple subreddit and and pull out just a couple highlights on the front page of of headlines that are are worth mentioning. If if you could humor me for a minute, <laughs> please go on. Okay, um, in a least surprise, least surprising headline yet: Apple's mixed reality headset likely to debut uh, at Spring Media Event or WWC. Um, which is uh, elaborates from a, a Ming-Chi Kuo post came out 
two days ago where he said the headset's been delayed once again um, because initially we were anticipating maybe a January event for the headset. Uh, now he's, he's saying that uh, the software development tools aren't ready for it and there's some mechanical issue where uh, it's, it's too fragile if it gets dropped. Um, so maybe we'll see it at WWDC. But uh, I'm not holding my breath for a headset anymore. Yeah, well, this this is the year for it. Mm-hmm. We've been saying that for many years. How long now? The first year I, I was confident this is the year of the headset was when the Series 5 Apple Watch came out. So that would have been four years ago. Right. And you called 2023 all the way back then. So no, what's the wait of six more months then? If we don't get it in March, maybe we'll get it in September. Now, I was saying I was confident that four years ago the headset was coming out that year. Oh, Not that I was okay. calling 2023. All right. I misunderstood. Yeah, because that was the first year that there was um, uh, that that new version of Springboard or whatever for for um, virtual reality that was uncovered in a in an iOS beta. I was like, oh, it must be almost here if they if they're finding these in the betas. Ah, you have been waiting a long time then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's become the new uh, Apple Silicon. That was our thing for the first half of the show's run was like, they just got to make a, an arm processor for their computers. And now they've done that. So now we're just talking about the headset for the second half of the <laughs> yeah. show's run. At least it's not air power. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Next headline. Apple has reportedly canceled the next iPhone SE. Uh, for what reason would they cancel it? So this is another Ming-Chi Kuo post coming from just uh, the end of last year. Um, he's he's speculating that it's due to the consistently lower than expected shipments of mid to low end iPhones like the SE3, 13 mini, and the 14 plus, which is apparently super underperforming. So um, people just want the expensive iPhone. It doesn't really ring true with my experience though people want the like the cheapest iphone plenty of people i know buy the iphone se right yeah i think i think the three phones means you co-listed specifically se3 13 mini and 14 plus aren't great examples to get the indication because like se3 uh was released uh, six months after the 12 mini, which I think a lot of people wanted a cheap iPhone went for the 12 mini instead of the SE3. Mm-hmm. So by the time the SE3 came out, that market was kind of already saturated. 13 mini came out. Um, I, I don't have an answer for, for 13 mini specifically, except maybe people that um, want a cheap phone don't buy one every year. So they already got their fill and didn't need a 13 mini. And then 14 plus... I just think that's a flop in general. It doesn't appeal to anyone, in my mind. Hmm, iPhone buyers are just a higher-end market when they're going for the, the bigger screen. Yeah. 
secondary concern is the SE4 was supposed to be the the model where they go to all screen design, and apparently that was going to lead to higher cost, and so maybe not ideal for the SE brand. Uh, that makes sense for something to be cancelled, though. Yeah. Because the SE being, you know, the phone that's gen- that's created off the old manufacturing process. I mean, it doesn't ring true if it's using, like, a current manufacturing process. Well, all screen design could be, like, a 10R, you know? Hmm, yeah, okay. We, we've had all screen uh, iPhones for many years now. Yeah, because that form factor is not sold is it on any other model like the edge edge screen with the curved sides um nope the oldest iphone they're selling is the iphone 12 yeah okay so that's what we need to do that that wasn't rumored to come until uh next year anyway um, that was supposed to be a 2024 iPhone SE. So a lot can change between now and then still. What if they just keep the Touch ID design and just keep putting newer chips in there? That's got to start becoming like a really cheap phone. I bet it already is. I'm sure at some point Apple wants to be able to stop designing for this style of phone. Their operating system can move on finally. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, that would be a cheap phone, and maybe that is what they'll do. This this redesigned iPhone will get canceled, but they'll just throw a new processor in next year and and call it a day. Leave it for the year after. No harm in mm-hmm. that. This was also apparently supposed to be the phone that was going to debut the uh, Apple designed modem after their Intel modem acquisition several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if or when we'll ever actually see it now. Maybe they'll still bring it to their flagship phones next year. But they've spent a long time working on this. Seems like they should have something by now. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Uh, that whole story is just, you know, it, it came and then it went and then... Nothing ever ever came out of it. Like they own a right. whole division of Intel that makes modems. Yeah, the iPhone seven, I think, was the iPhone that switched to Intel modems, and the signal, at least where I lived at the time, was noticeably worse than my six S was, uh, and I was very frustrated with having an Intel modem in my phone. Um, and of course, now they've gone back to Qualcomm since then. Uh, so hopefully their redesigned modems in the last five years have gotten better than that. But then none of them are in the current phones, right? Everything is Qualcomm. Right. Yep. Everything's Qualcomm. Yeah. So what has this business unit been doing in all that time? Well, the the timing of all of the, of Apple's acquisition of the division was like this Intel's modem division announced we can't crack the case with, with 5G we're just going to do LTE only and then like 
three days later, there was an announcement that Apple bought Intel's modem division. <laughs> so, so obviously to have 5G support, they had to go back to Qualcomm because Intel couldn't do it. Um, so I guess they've been trying to get over whatever roadblock Intel hit all those years ago. Mm. But haven't just yet. I don't understand the... Like, you know, an acquisition takes a long time. So they were fully aware they were about to be acquired when they made the announcement they couldn't do 5G. I don't understand what the strategic reason was for making that announcement when they did. To make it seem like it was an Intel failure, not an Apple failure? Mm. Yeah, kind that of could sweeps do it. it under the rug if the company is bought immediately after. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Next one. This is a, this is a, actually just a, a text post that I saw on the front page by you tough butterscotch one. And it says, for the love of God, Apple block developers from charging to get access to new design features. Um, this is specifically of behind in-app purchases to unlock things like the new dy- dynamic Island functionality in some apps. Um, and it reminded me of a conversation that we had had with Christian, I think maybe even the first time he was on the show, Apollo was getting denied by app review because he was trying to roll out Apollo ultra, which Mm -hmm. unlocked push notifications. And Apple said, you can't charge for, uh, just a feature of the phone. Uh, right. Yep. Um, but it seems like maybe they've they've backed off on that a little bit recently um, because there are a few apps that 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 do charge for dynamic island and live activity features. Um, one of one of the top comments though is actually from the uh, the maker of the Carrot Weather app, and they specified that uh, someone using uh, a live activity or dynamic island of carrot weather um, is is incurring background data updates, which is forty five times as much data usage as someone who only checks the app a couple times a day. So there is actually more cost for developers associated, at least in this case specifically, uh, with with using those features. Oh, that's a tricky one, then, isn't it? So it's actually costing Carrot more to support this feature. Right. So does he take that take a hit or does he make the, the user pay for it? Yeah, I think I think things like Carrot or or like your Uber updates or sports scores or things like that where you're actually pulling the web, that makes more sense to charge for than things that are done entirely on device. Like Pestle mm. has Pestle doesn't charge for this, I don't think, um, but they have live activities and dynamic island support just for like seeing what the next step is in the recipe. Uh, obviously, that's not incurring a, a cost outside of the time it's spent to develop that feature, uh, but not an ongoing cost. Or Apollo's live activities, dynamic island, which is uh, basically like a Tamagotchi. Mm, yep, very cute. I've yet to play with that, being just a a Povo 13 Pro Max user. Well, 
uh, Christian's developed an entirely separate app called Pixel Pals. Have you seen that? Uh, rings a bell, but I haven't downloaded it. Yeah, it's uh, it's basically just the the Tamagotchi from Apollo, but split into its own app, and it works for non-Dynamic Island phones as well. Yeah. So you can you can put them like in widgets on your home screen and and uh i think somewhat controversially he actually charges a subscription for that app there's no like one-time purchase you've got to pay an ongoing monthly subscription really? to use it but it's filthy, filthy seen, developers <laughs> it's seen immense popularity and he, he put something out on mastodon in the last week or so he says he makes more money off pixel pals than apollo Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. There is currently a lifetime unlock, but it does say Christmas on it, so maybe it's just a one-off. Oh, yeah, potentially. You downloaded it already, huh? <laughs> it did. I, I, I was surprised. Christian's getting a little ragged on here recently um, but between Pixel Pals, and I, I was on the Apple subreddit the other day, there was a thread about what's the best designed um, iOS apps that I should mm-hmm. th- download and check out. And someone mentioned Apollo, and then there was a, a whole stream of people like, you know, this is this, just this one guy developing it, and he's been promising us an iPad app for, for five years and, and still haven't seen a screenshot of the new layout or anything. And, and really? Uh, his, his subreddit is... Um, treats him as a god and so he's got a god complex and and even bug reports on a subreddit get downvoted now so nothing ever gets fixed and <laughs> <laughs> it's probably reddit employees doing that because they want you to oh, use yeah. their own stupid app yeah they've got a set of bots trained for every time apollo gets mentioned <laughs> it comes in and yeah. spams it with negative comments yeah i think so it sure sounds like it so yeah, the amount that Reddit pushes their app is unbelievable. But uh, yeah, I say good for him. He found a way to make money. That's that's great. Support yeah. support whatever he wants. Yeah. The fact that he's making more money off of an app that he he threw together in like a month after the uh, Dynamic Island stuff was announced, it's disappointing. It would be disappointing to me as a developer to like this app that I spent a decade pouring my heart and soul into <laughs> is not getting the same <laughs> return on investment as this little gimmick, but. But if one can fund the other, then that's great. There's some beauty of the app store in there. Yeah. Uh, I think it was specifically TikTok. Like there was a, uh, he went viral on TikTok because someone was like, look how cute this little Tamagotchi thing is. Well, that's what happened to, um, to David Smith, who made tons of apps. I hit a plethora of apps on the app store. And then his one that let you customize the so iOS 15 when all those yeah, the widget smith the widget smith yeah that's it thank mm-hmm. you and then that went viral on tiktok and overnight became more profitable than all his other apps combined that he'd spent years and years and countless hours working on yeah that, i mean that's really it. it's like your app your apps can you and your apps can be popular among you know us 30 something tech enthusiasts uh, that doesn't mean as much as getting the high schoolers interested. You know, that's that's where <laughs> no, your not. money's going to come from, right? That's where the money is. <laughs> yeah. 
By 30-something, do you mean 30-year-olds or are there are 30 of us? <laughs> uh, I, I was saying 30-year-olds and I was, I okay. was trying to be generous because I'm not quite 30, but... <laughs> You're wise for your age, though. Mm. Yeah. Um, er, early parenthood does that to you. Mm, yeah, I bet. And then the the one other post that I pulled out here is... Uh, I don't know if you saw the new MKBHD video. He's, he had a video he put out a few days ago called What is Happening with iPhone Camera? <laughs> uh, uh, and he, Yeah, go on. There's a specific video about how the iPhone camera has gotten like worse since the iPhone 7, <laughs> which is a conversation that what? we just had recently. Yeah. He reckons it's peaked with the iPhone 7. Not that it's peaked, um, but just that it was better in some ways. Um, it's, it's the truth. He, he still thinks he still thinks the the current iPhone camera is the best all around camera, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, he specifically highlights uh, the way that apparently the iPhone's camera is leaning really heavily towards evenly lighting people's faces mm-hmm. nowadays. It does. Uh, so even yeah. if the light is very directional, your light your face ends up looking like it's like evenly lit for some reason. It's gross. It gets rid of the shadows and that makes it look so unnatural. This is what I've been mm-hmm. saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice to have well, so much support. Yep. <laughs> Chuck that exposure slider down, people. Uh, yeah. And he, he uh, also compared it to specifically the iPhone 14's camera mm-hmm. to the, the Pixel 6 uh, because Google had a thing going for, for many years where they used the exact same sensor from like the Pixel 3 all the way through the the 5A and 6A have the same camera in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that much time, they really were able to optimize their software processing of the images to account for this this low-resolution photo and really clean it up. Uh, but with the 6, they went to a 50-megapixel sensor, and the, it, the photos ended up looking over-processed for that first generation because they were kind of using the old post-processing with this new, much higher resolution photo. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they got to the 7, they seem to have optimized it in such a way that they don't look overly processed anymore. And so he's optimistic that with the 14 being the first big jump for the iPhone to 48 megapixels, that come next year, hopefully they'll be able to adjust there algorithms to to account for that better and the photos will look better hopefully well they probably will but that's not really where the problem started like we didn't get to right. the 48 megapixel sensor and go oh suddenly all the lighting is flat that started with like iphone 10 right yeah like, and he he specifically says that too that's hmm. not just iphone 14 yeah i encourage you to, to watch it is 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 uh sounded like a lot of the conversations we've had yeah amazing well i definitely will watch that out of interest mm-hmm. um I, mean, I guess we can just live in hope that well we know that apple takes youtube feedback <laughs> into account especially from someone big like mkbhd so uh, it's, it's right, probably yeah. too late for the the next iphone but maybe 2024's iphone will have some shadows brought back the thing i don't understand is, you know, this is all software post-processing issues. 
Why is it that, that it takes a whole new generation of iPhone to see changes in how the camera stuff is done? Why can't they trickle these down to older iPhones? You know, obviously mm. the reason is up, upsell generally, but they could potentially fix these software issues if they wanted to. It's just always been the way. It probably saves so many resources to only like to have your entire camera team only working on one phone every year instead of 10 phones. That's true. Can you imagine how efficient, how much more efficient that would be? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It would be. You'd probably get worse all around photos at that point because they're trying to optimize for everything. Mm. And then you'd have all the people saying, oh, it was better before. Oh, the ANC was better before. Well, <laughs> that's <know>. already happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Imagine all those people when it comes to their camera and their two-year-old camera getting, you know, slightly like technically better in some way and then failing, falling down slightly in some other way. A subreddit would never hear the end of it. All right. That's the handful of, of things that I just grabbed off the front page of the Apple subreddit. Well, let me see if I can spot anything. Uh, Apple is cutting corners. Did you watch that? That sounds interesting. Um, no. What is that? Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, don't pick a video then. <laughs> All right. Hang on. Let me find a good one. Uh, the iMessage app draw could definitely be improved upon. I think we can all just get on board with that. I mean, it could oh, be actually, this... improved upon by going away. Like, who uses iMessage apps? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, send it in the direction of the touch bar. Yeah. That that might uh, be another actually... thing where it's like those younger kids get a kick out of it more than, than we do. I don't know. Maybe it's popular Maybe. with high schoolers. Maybe it just needs its TikTok moment. Yeah, there you go. Did you know you can play billiards in iMessage? (laughs) Out of CES, I haven't read this yet, but it sounds interesting. The AMD claims they've got a chip 30% faster than the M1 Pro with 30 hours of battery life. So Apple Silicon may have a competitor soon enough. That's good. Competition is good. Um, Hopefully Apple's able to... uh, to leap over this because the M1 Pro is, you know, it's a couple year old chip now. So I, we'll see the M2 variants from Apple hopefully this year. And then hopefully those are much more impressive. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it though. It's all the interesting things in the subreddit. That's actually the first time I've been to the subreddit probably since the last show. <laughs> I'm not a subreddit and Apple uh, r slash Apple frequenter anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Straight to like the source. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As in, I prefer just to go to Mac Rumors or something like that. Yep. I get a lot of my content now from following Mac Rumors and The Verge on like Mastodon. I see all their posts there first. Mm. Yep. Well, I am James VDM on Reddit and Mastodon. And I'm (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jellywoot on Reddit and D3Codes on Mastodon at mast.to. I need to figure out how to say that better. 
Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Mass.to um, is my server, yeah. Okay. And the show notes, as always, on reddit.com slash r slash bluebubblepod. <coughs> this, this doesn't really warrant a topic, which is why it went from, like, topics to post-show. Maybe even been in follow-up briefly, but um, I did try upgrading my incompatible Ventura Mac to Ventura with OpenCore. Not sure if you've heard of OpenCore, but it seems to be what's powering not just incompatible Mac upgrades, but also the whole Hackintosh communities like heading off the previous tools into OpenCore. Um, oh, yeah, I think that might be the tool I used to get my 2010 Mac Pro running new software. Yeah, cool. Um. Yeah, I I did it and it all went fine, but uh, unfortunately I was getting kernel panics after that, so I ended up downgrading just for the stability. Uh, Oh no. So yeah, I guess I was just unlucky. Uh, But the tool itself seems like like a pretty polished piece of, uh, polished and comprehensive piece of kit. Sounds like you just need to upgrade your Mac if you want to run Ventura. I will... For goodness sake. <laughs> you've, been, you've been saying it for years. I've been saying it for years. And I've, I don't know why I've just tiptoed around it for so long. Oh, no, I'll get an iPad. Oh, no, I'll get a PC. Just uh-huh. get a bloody Mac. Goodness get a me. lesson. It's going to be one of these lessons that I learned from the podcast. Always get Apple Care and just get a <laughs> Mac. Uh-huh. <laughs> After five years... If there's anything you've given to me, David, it's these pieces of wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the next highlight reel. I did the one on all your devices that got smashed over the years, and Mm -hmm. I'll do one on every time that you've justified not buying a new Mac, (laughs) and then then later regretted it. (laughs) That that certainly fill a few minutes. (laughs) Oh, dear. I tried something... uh, earlier this week that I don't know for sure is an Australian thing, but I learned it from Bluey, so I'm assuming it's an Australian thing. All right. What is it? I learned so much from Bluey. I I had uh, cheese and jam on toast. Oh, yeah. Okay. It doesn't sound that weird to me, but it doesn't sound normal either. So, okay, like strawberry jam and cheese? Yeah, like is, I went with a strawberry jam and like a a, a sharp cheddar, um, and it was oh, very sound, good. Sound like a bit of a connoisseur already. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just I just really shop. like, just in general, I like really sharp cheeses. Um, oh, okay. So that's what I had. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, it was it was. Uh, on Bluey, they're eating it. And I was like, is this a weird Australian thing? I want to try it. And it was very mm. good. Yeah, I can imagine it would taste all right. It wouldn't top cheese and Vegemite, though. That is a winner. I if I wonder if that's something I can even get in the States. Oh, yeah, definitely. If not, I'll have to ship you some. Just let me know. <laughs> There's a... 
oh, I just typed Vegemite into Google, and the first thing that came up is an Amazon listing for Aussie Favorites Gourmet Care Package, Vegemite, Tim Tam Cookies, Cadbury, and more. Nice. Yeah, Tim Tams are great. Okay. Uh, Yep. You will enjoy yourself with Tim Tams, maybe not so much with the Vegemite, but you've at least got to give it a go. So Vegemite and cheese, that's the way to have it? Uh, Well, I mean, it's good. Mm-hmm. You can just have it by itself as well, though. Um, another favorite combo is Vegemite and avocado. Very nice. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be good. Yeah. And all of this on toast. Right. Wait, how do you know it would be, would be good? Have you tried Vegemite before? I haven't had Vegemite. My understanding is it's just like salty is the primary thing that I'm expecting out of it. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, it's salty, yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I have avocado toast and I put salt or a sprinkle of pepper or whatever on that, so I think yeah, perfect. That, that makes sense in my mind. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. We're on the same road here. Okay. <laughs> so my, my favorite thing to put on avocado toast is everything bagel seasoning. Wait, your favorite thing to put on avocado toast is bagels seasoning. Yeah, the everything bagel. Okay. Everything bagel. I don't. I, yeah, um, I'm not familiar with the bagel seasoning or every day. Is it a brand or? Every, everything bagels is a type of bagel that has. Oh, everything. Um, everything seasoning. Yeah, it's got garlic and and onion and and salt and poppy seeds, and um, that's just a type of bagel. And then you can buy just that seasoning that that gets sprinkled on a bagel, and and I uh, ah. put that on avocado toast. Okay. Everything but the bagel. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that sounds. Okay. Uh, that does not the exact name of the one I get, but yeah. Okay. I'm sure it's all the same stuff. Speaking of bagels, I was eating them two days ago, and I discovered. Well, actually, I put them in the toaster and I pressed the bagel button and I wondered, what the heck does a bagel button do after all these years of putting bagels in and pressing the button? Like, I had no Mm -hmm. concept of what it actually did. I think in my mind I was thinking, like, it does it at a lower temperature for longer. But do you know what it does? It just cooks it longer? No. It turns off one side of the toaster. So, it only toasts the top of the bagel and not the bottom of it. So, in my oh. toaster, which is like a four slotter, it turns off all the middles. So, then you put your bagels all facing out and it doesn't bother okay. cooking like the the boiled part. Well, that is very smart. Yeah. So, I was doing bagels that way and now I... Just today I was eating hot cross buns and I did them with the bagel setting and it was perfect. It didn't burn like the cross off the bun. Yeah, amazing. Hot cross buns is a thing that you eat? It's not a thing that you eat. Uh, My only experience, my only exposure to hot cross buns is the song Hot Cross Buns. I've never actually seen or eaten them. Really? Oh, amazing. Yeah. No, as soon as Christmas is over, the shop's like, right, 
Easter's coming. Get out the hot cross buns. <laughs> and the shelves really? are filled with them. So okay. Them, like from now until Easter, whenever that happens to be. <laughs> even if it's like late April. I, I'm not even sure I know what they are. There's some kind of pastry, huh? No, it's like a bread. It's a bun. Yeah, it's, it's like a sweet bun. Spiced uh, With or without bun. fruit, but ever more popular is with choc chips instead of sultanas. Mmm. Yeah. Even that sounds kind of pastry-y to me. Pastry? Isn't pastry like... Like... Like like pastry? How do I describe Like flaky? <laughs> Not bread? Maybe. Maybe. I, I just... I guess maybe in my mind, I think anything that's bready but sweet is a pastry, but I don't know. Pastry is baked food with flour, water, and shortening. Mm, okay. I don't know what shortening is, so... I think shortening, shortening would like be the thing fat. that makes it, like, crispy and flaky. Okay. I believe you. But, yeah, I've never seen those. Never seen those for sale. Must must mm. be a Commonwealth thing. Sure sounds like it. All right, I'm ordering Vegemite. 